You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is a podcast from Minute Media. In the fall each year we all congregate The mouth all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of months in Our favorite verse, my God, a freshman Drunk and obnoxious, what children face? Ain't nothing finer in the land. Now the 3,000 of our best friends. It's Saturday in that band. It's Welcome to the Saturday Night Athens podcast. We're a Georgia Bulldogs show by dogs fans for dogs fans. I'm your host, Herschel Gurley, joined as always by my co-host, Boss Dog. And we have a special guest tonight. Uh, since we are in the throes of the season now, week two coming up, UAB coming between the hedges this weekend. Our guest picker this week is Zach Tully from the Augusta Golf Collective, multiple-time guest with us. Zach, what's up, brother? Thanks for coming to hang with us. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Ready to talk some football and more importantly, talk some dogs. So big weekend for you, homie. Not only did the dogs win on Saturday night, monster win, big move on to the finals in the collective club for you. Am I right? Uh, uh, disclaimer, it's not rigged. Where? <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone said. They're like, how can you live with yourself? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, it was on the table to be beat, but. No, we had some good matches. Um, <clears throat> a lot of, com- you know, the competition really ramped up for the match play. It was fun. Everyone kind of kind of woke up and got excited about it. So I actually, halfway through the season, I was kind of hoping that I didn't make the finals because I wanted to be like watching hands-on and like getting all the content. But I'm going to have to trust someone else to do that, I guess. And <laughs> yeah, now you got to go win the damn thing, man. All right. What is, uh, what's the winner taking home? You got some, you got some hardware you're giving out. What's the deal there? Uh, so we kind of, at the beginning of the season, we left it up in the air. I was thinking initially we were going to do, uh, which I've got one here, like a custom Sunday bag, um, yeah. and customize it and do, you know, season one champ. Um, but I thought of a, a few different things we could do like that. Maybe like a set of head covers or, or even like a framed plaque. I don't know. We're going to go a few different ways. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, we'll be, we we'll watching on the IG stories to see if you can pull it off. When's the, when's the match? So we're not sure yet. Me and the guy that I have to play, which actually we played on the high school team together when we won state. So we got a little uh, little rivalry cooking up here. But <laughs> a few weeks. That's great, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool because the weather be good. Get a little crisp fall action. That's sweet, man. So, well, so tell us a little bit about what was your um, what was your game watch set up Saturday night? Did you watch it at the house? Did I see you were in Athens this weekend. 
I was in Athens. Yeah. So we went to the tour championship Sunday. So we made a little pit stop in Athens and toured the old stomping grounds where we used to hang out. And now we feel we're old and washed up, but it's still all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. You know, my buddies were kind of like, let's go downtown. Let's go downtown. Let's go to a bar. And, you know, I'm like, when it comes to watching big Georgia games, I'm one of those guys. It's like, I need to be locked in in front of the TV. I need the announcers. Like I need it. Like I yes. want to feel like I'm at the game, like being in a crowded bar is fun. If it's like UAB or, a, you know, a small game, but big time game like that, I like to be one-on-one. So we watched it at home and then went, went to the bars after to celebrate. So, all right, that's great then. So how was, how was downtown Athens after they won? Was it popping or what? Were people fired up? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was buzzing. Everyone was excited. Um, it almost felt like the good old days. Like COVID wasn't a thing. Everyone was just excited, you know, huge win obviously. And, uh, it was just nice, nice to see everyone having a good time and just enjoying them, enjoying the night. What bars did y'all hit? Uh, so we started at all good and then yep. we were said, which Boar's Head is, it's quickly grown to be one of my favorites. You know, the live music outside and just the outside view of the, the downtown city. It's just great. I love Boar's Head. Oh, that's sick, man. Yeah, if there was one other place I would have wanted to be Saturday night other than Charlotte, it would have been Athens. I just felt like it would have been awesome to kind of see the town come alive after that final whistle sounded. I mean, monster win. Me and Boss were in Charlotte for the game with my brother. And God, dude, it was freaking electric like it was just incredible and they just i'm interested to see the tv copy i haven't watched tv copy back yet but i'm interested to see it just to kind of see some different angles i feel like when you're there in person you always miss stuff that you would see uh on the tv but i'm just gonna tell you homie they looked just ferociously fast all night that was the thing it, like watching the game i don't i mean it must have ended at what 11 o'clock i mean it yeah. felt it felt, I mean, it was a long game, but it felt like a two-hour TV broadcast. It felt so quick. Just, I mean, they TV commercial you to death, obviously, but like yeah. the pace in the game was just unreal. It, it looked like, I mean, just they were flying. Both sides, really. Our side was much better, but Clemson, their defense looks very elite as well. Yeah, we talked about that in our recap, man. We were really surprised live how much ground they covered. Like, I turned to my brother at one point, and I was like, Dude, I'm, I did not expect them to fill up space like this. And it was first quarter, and he's like, you know, dude, adrenaline's a hell of a drug. And, like, it was so electric within the stadium. And I was like, well, that's fair. I, I get that. He's like, it'll wear off, and I think we'll start to kind of rip some stuff. And, dude, it just it just didn't. Like, they were they were filling holes. They were in their spots. I just – man, I thought they were quick all night. I mean, what did you think, boss? Did you think they were faster than your expectation was? All night long. They were all over the field. It, it was ridiculous, and I did yeah. watch the I did watch the copy today, and it looked faster on TV than it did in person. Yeah, that's interesting, man. I gotta I gotta I'm probably do that tomorrow. I, I do want to see it. I also like just kind of hearing, dude. They've gotten so good with the TV now that it really is a coin flip about whether should I go to the game or should I watch it at home. Like it's just such a good experience from a viewer's perspective. And depending where you're able to get seats, like there's some spots in the stadium, I'd rather just watch it on TV because like you just don't have good sight lines or um, whatever it may be. Like we we took my two younger kids, my brother and I took my two younger kids to um, 
the South Carolina game this year. And we bought tickets late and it was limited capacity. So we get what we get. So we ended up sitting in the Georgia family section somehow, which is tucked away in like the corner of the end zone. Worst vantage point possible. Like you miss like half the game essentially because you just can't get like a view of things. So yeah, man, I, I'm I'm excited to look at the TV copy, and I'm actually excited for the UAB game because of that to kind of just sit in and take it in and have a full in front of the TV football Saturday. So um, this is I'm just going to tell you boys what I think about when I think about UAB because Georgia's only played them like twice, I think. So no real history there to talk about. But number one, I think about the fact that UAB canceled their program at the end of the 2014 season because they said, this is not economical. We can't do this anymore. And there was such an outcry from the donors and the alumni that by June 2015, they had already made the decision to reinstate it. Well, by that time, the horse was out of the barn. All their players had transferred. So they, they couldn't start a season again until like 2017 or something. They had to take a two-year hiatus to refill the roster. Well, because they quit playing football Jake Gannis needed a place to play so for his senior year he transfers to Georgia has such a monster year that he ends up getting named Georgia's team MVP for that season um, which coach Rick's last season and uh, you know on a personal side for him he also proposed to his girlfriend at midfield between the hedges so I feel like it was a fortuitous turn for Jake Gannis but that's all I think about when I think about UAB is Jay Gann is coming to play for the dogs and they canceled their program. Oh, one more thing. They have a dragon as their mascot, which I, they're like the blazers, which I think at one point was the trailblazers. I don't understand the dragon piece of it, but it's kind of cartoony. I guess it works for, for UAB. I don't know. Yeah. I don't mind it. That, that is a really cool story about Gannis. I forget that he was a UAB guy for so long. The guy that, it always stands out to me is Roddy White. I remember when uh, yeah. they him, he was like, because he was you know big time Falcon, and then he was real vocal on Twitter. He's like, nah, this can't be like permanent. You know, I could imagine yeah. his caliber that made it as far as he did and had the career that he did just to see his his uh, alma mater just get canned like that. It's pretty terrible. So it's good to see him back playing some football and apparently pretty well. Like I'm hearing this team, they're saying this team's not as much of a you know, slouch or cupcake as people are putting them out to be. Like, this is going to be a pretty competitive game, I think. Um, maybe early. We'll see. Well, but They're defending conference champions. They're expected to win their conference again this year. I think it's going to be a very physical game. I don't – I mean, I obviously, Georgia should run away with this at the end just based off talent and depth. But I think in the beginning, it's going to – it's not going to be one of those games where we're going to be up 35 nothing at halftime. Yeah, it's right. not going to be Austin PA or something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, it's funny. The lines are kind of reflecting that it's it's holding pretty steady at 25, at least on win bet. And dude, the thing I think is interesting is the total keeps dropping. The total started at like 47 and a half and it's all the way down to 44, I think, because everybody and their mom was taking the under yeah, because uh, of Saturday night, which I do think <laughs> that's a little bit overblown. Like, yeah. let, let's be real here, boys. George is going to put up some points. Um, and I, th- I think they'll cover probably. I don't want to, I don't want to make my pick here already, but um, <laughs> I just, I think the talent is going to yeah. overwhelm UAB at some point. I think that's what always happens in these games 
against your kind of non-power five is they hang for a while, but at mm. some point the talent really takes off. And and look, I'm gonna be honest about this too. I think, and this is not just amongst Georgia fans, but I think this is natural nationally. I don't think enough credit has been given to Clemson for dictating what happened to George on offense. I really don't. I, I my feeling the whole night was is that look, <laughs> Clemson returned eleven guys. Brent Venables is top three defensive coordinator in the country. Top one, I think, if you classify it just by salary. Um, he's got more money than David Crockett from a salary perspective. So, I mean, you have to evaluate that piece of it when you're looking at Georgia's offense. And Georgia was missing some key guys. Kirby came out in the press conference today. And uh, this shocked me because Kiaris played Saturday night. He said Dom is probably farther along than Kiaris is in the rehab process, which I was like, uh, say what? Yeah, that so, was that. Yeah, it was crazy. But I, that's the thing that's really been aggravating this, you know, the past few days of seeing all the reactions on Sports Center and Twitter is what's wrong with Clemson? What's wrong with Clemson? Why are they not this and that? But instead, it's like we get no credit instead of being like, what's right with Georgia? Like right. we have a team where I think, I mean, obviously, after one game, I'm going to overreact and say we have the best defense in the country, but I think it's pretty evident. I mean, Bama's always going to be up there, but I mean that's kind of what Georgia, you know, and Kirby prides himself on his defense. And this year, it it seems like it's all coming together, and it looks like he's got all the pieces to the puzzle, at least on defense. Yeah, man, I, I'll tell you, I and today is the four year anniversary of when I actually made this trip. But this is this is South Bend weekend. This is Notre Dame twenty seventeen weekend. Four years this weekend, and uh, I, I told Boss this after the game Saturday night. This team, from a field perspective, and that game from a field perspective Saturday night reminded me a lot of 2017 and that Notre Dame game. Big-time game, big-time environment, national TV, a real litmus test game, trying to figure out who we're going to be. Um, it's obviously a little different because Georgia was returning so much this year, so there were a lot of expectations. I feel like in so many ways the magic of 17 was – the fact that nobody expected it, right? Like that wasn't after coming off that 2016 team. And then after Jacob gets hurt game one, folks are going, well, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen this year. And then it turned into what it's what, what it was. But I'm just saying from a feeling perspective, I thought that team was really tight. And I can just tell you this team is tight. Like you could see that on the sideline, the way they were interacting with each other, the way guys were rooting for each other. It just seems like an all-in approach, and, man, I, I, I don't know. That's only going to grow as they keep battling together and going through all this stuff. So, yeah, man, I, it was it was an exciting night, and I think there's a lot of fun things to, to look forward to. And, then, dude, I think Saturday's great, not just because we're getting more dogs football, but, hey, man, we're going to have 93,000 at Sanford for the first time in, yeah. you know, a, almost two years. So I think that's going to be a huge celebration. I hope it's a huge celebration and just a monster economic weekend for the city of Athens, um, for all of those restaurants, hotels, business owners. Man, dogs fans, go out and spend your money in the classic city. Like, go light it up. That town needs it just like, you know, all the other towns in America. But this is our town. So go support Athens and, and have a great time. And you know, people are going to get to tailgate. So enjoy that. That was kind of the fun thing on Saturday too, was getting to hang out, see people tailgating and shoot the shit a little bit. And dude, we, uh, we brought the Chippo set to the tailgate on Saturday and tested that out. I saw that. That looked awesome. 
great setup. Oh man, it was it was awesome. But I I just gotta I gotta talk to you about the Chippo thing, brother, because that game is impossible. Like <laughs> we were looking at the scoring, and we thought, oh well, if you bounce and hit the board, like that'll get you a point. But apparently, from what like the rules on their site say, you're supposed to hit on the fly, brother. Mm. It is tough. Tough. I played that. I didn't really play it. I just tried it one time. I just hit one chip one time. So I don't know. I need to, I need to do it. We broke out the cornhole board, uh, board yesterday before our fantasy draft the first time since uh, at least over a year. And it felt nice. felt nice to play some cornhole. It's been a while. It felt wrong because we were not in a parking lot tailgating. We're just, <laughs> it was uh, you, boy, you boys did it right, too. Y'all do live draft and you have, like, the kit where you, like, magnet it on the board and everything. That's legit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think um, I think we're all pretty pretty set for another another game here. How you boys feel about making some picks right now? We got ten games on the slate. It's kind of a weird slate this week, especially a little bit of a letdown after a couple monster matchups week one, but still some fun ones. I think we have a rivalry trophy game on tap this week. Technically two, I guess. And uh, Zach, one thing you should know is we are suckers for a rivalry trophy. So those will always make their way into the pick'em list one way or another, <laughs> whether it's a good matchup or not. Correct. That's correct. Always. That's when the best college football comes. All right, boss. You got to tee us up because I don't have my sheet. Yep. I'm, I'm, on, I'm doing a road game here. So we're starting at noon. We always pick dogs last, so this will not go in exact order. But uh, so we're starting with Oregon traveling to the shoe against Ohio State. Ohio State is favored by 14 and a half. Zach, who you like in that one? Uh, I mean, if they, I think Thibodeau is going to be out. I'm thinking he's not going to play. Um, so I'm going to roll with that, and I'm going to take Ohio State because I feel like they kind of, they definitely came out and really played the game well against Minnesota. And I feel like they probably would have lost that game if Minnesota didn't lose. Uh, was it Muhammad, the running back? Yeah, but yeah. With Thibodeau being out, I feel like that's the uh, that's the final. The final thing for me to go Ohio State with the with the points. I'm on the same board. I think that if even if Thibodeau does play, he's not going to be as effective. And he is Chase Young-esque in his, the way he can affect a game. And, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Ohio State did not look as good as they we expected them to. But Oregon looked worse. So, I'm going to go with Ohio State at home in, uh, in the shoe to – Minus 40 and a half is a lot of points, but I still think they're gonna they're gonna cover that. It gives me kind of like a filmy taste in my mouth to even say this, but I'm gonna have to take them too. I just think noon kickoff technically is still nine o'clock for all the boys from Oregon. They're gonna be tired, they're gonna be lagging, they're gonna look up and probably gonna be down two touchdowns before they can blink in the shoe, big time imposing environment. Big new kickoff going to be there, so Columbus is going to be electric. Yeah, I, I, I got to pick them. Boy, do I hate picking them, though. I mean, it's like, for me, it's like Florida-level bad picking Ohio State. I was so happy to pick the Golden Gophers last week, even happier when they covered, but I can't do it two weeks in a row. I'm not going to let them burn me, so I'm, I'm going to go Ohio State, too. All right, we're all on the Buckeyes bandwagon, as much as to our chagrin. I'm with Just you. Try- I, I, can't, I hate taking Ohio State. Oh, yeah. All right. Another noon kick. Pittsburgh going to Knoxville in that ugly-ass orange, favored by three and a half over the Vols. 
Where are you at on that one, Zach? Uh, so I'm not going to lie to you. I did not watch a shred of Tennessee football. Or you didn't miss much. Or even read about it. Um, let's see. They did. I, I did see the score. So they did win. I mean, very convincingly against Bowling Green, which, oof. Anyways, uh, but no, I hate to do it, but I think Tennessee at home, I think they win. They seem to be – they don't seem to be anything really, but I just don't know about Pittsburgh on the road. I'm not a big fan of the, the whole big vibes coming to the SEC. So, I'm going to go Tennessee. I can't pick Tennessee. I just can't. I, I, I'm going <laughs> Pittsburgh. I don't think I, – I don't like either one of these teams. I don't like either one of these teams, but Tennessee fans are acting like – they won a top five matchup last week after beating Bully Green. So I, I'm going with Pittsburgh. And I think, I mean, if Pittsburgh wins this game, I think they're, they're going to run away with quick because as soon as Tennessee gets punched in the mouth, I don't think Tennessee's going to respond. I think they're going to roll over and die. So hold on now. Refresh me on this spread. Pitt Panthers are a three and a half point favorite going into Neyland Stadium and the yep. Vile Navy. That's what, that's what I'm hearing, yep. right? What is your yes. boy? What is what is your boy missing? Like Pitt, like Pat Narduzzi and Pitt are about to rock down Knoxville, take on the Vol Navy, and not just win straight up, but they got to cover four points. I don't know, man. Something stinks about that. What am I missing on that? Like, look, Tennessee ain't impressive, and boy, do I hate them. But like, it's Pitt. It's the ACC. It's the almost competitive conference. Shout out 7-6 Apparel. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just – I don't know. I feel like I'm just totally missing something there. And this is probably why I live in South Carolina and not Vegas uh, and make my money in the desert. But I'm taking the Vols. I don't know. I, I, love, me a, I love me a home dog. So I'm taking the Vols. All right. Moving on, another noon kick. This is our last noon kick. We got the Gamecocks. Fresh off their grad assistant quarterback throwing four touchdowns, going to ECU. And this line, you want to talk about a confusing line, just floored me. ECU is favored by two and a half after getting dump trucked by App State. Yes. So, who do you like on that one, Zach? Uh, I mean, this on this list, I feel like this is a no – well, the second no-brainer is I'm going to South Carolina. I mean – who would have thought the grad assistant Nolan just comes in and I mean he tore up Easter Illinois, which who knows if that ends up being a, a sign of his success or not, but that's still impressive. Uh, I have a buddy of mine that's a Carolina fan, and he was like, you know, it was nice to see us handle this game the way it should have been handled. Like normally we squeak these games out like 13 to 7 or whatever. So it was nice to see 46 to 0. But yeah, I mean, I don't get that how they're I mean, ECU just lost, like you said. And Carolina looked pretty – I mean, they did what they needed to do. So, I don't see how they're the dog here, but I'm definitely going to take them. I plan on putting some money down this week, and I plan on picking this game. And I'm going with South Carolina. I can't – I don't understand this spread at all. I can't understand how Mike Houston still has a job. I said that last week, and I, I don't understand this spread at all. South Carolina is going to just roll in this game. So, I was picking the games this week, trying to get us to our slate of 10, and I had nine. So I'm resurveying the board, trying to find a 10th game. And I missed this one on the first run through. And I saw the line and I was like, what is, what is going on here? Like, what is, what is happening with this line? And so it just piqued my interest. I was like, we have to pick it because there has to be something going on here that I don't know about. Like, I'm with y'all. 
Dude, ECU did not look great. I mean, dude, maybe App State's good. And I do think they're good. I think I said this last week. I picked App State last week. But I just don't understand how East Carolina could be a favorite over South Carolina. Now, granted, South Carolina was just a step above JV football last year. So, like, I get that piece of it. But I'm with you, boys. I'm taking the Gamecocks. Well, I mean, neither here nor there. South Carolina's defensive line is still going to give some teams problems. Their defensive line has some legit talent, if nothing else. It's an SEC program. And ECU stinks out loud. (laughs) Yeah. So, moving on from that one, we could harp on that for a little bit. Uh, Another one of our lovely favorite SEC programs, love to hate, Florida going to South Florida. Florida favored by 29 and a half. That's an ugly spread. Um, where are you at on that one? Uh, I mean, Florida, they didn't look impressive to me, which they never do. But FAU, I thought they would at least play a little better than they did. South Florida, I think, played even worse in their game. Uh, God, I, my, my head's telling me the right pick here, but my heart's not going to let me do it. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take South Florida, you know, I think they, you know, they're going to score. For I don't see Florida putting up more than forty points. I just, no, nah, no thanks. If I lose yes. that, be it. But I'm not picking Florida. <laughs> this is why Zach it has pulls. a permanent invite to the show. That, that was that was the correct pick, my friend. <laughs> okay, last week I picked Florida because I just didn't see any way they wouldn't cover against FAU. FAU gets the backdoor cover, not because I think Florida's good, just because I think FAU's garbage. South Florida is garbage, but after one week, Florida fans are already calling for them to fire Todd Grantham after giving up 14 points. I'm going with South Florida to cover this. Don't think I don't think it's gonna be close, but I, I think South Florida covers. I'm just gonna cut right to the chase here. Boss knows I have a hard. It's hard already packed fast, in. It's already hard and fast, hard and fast life rule. I do not pick Florida, but I put them on the list because it is a fascinating game to me because Florida looked less than stellar last week for sure. But South Florida wasn't just a hot mess. I mean, NC State walked a dog on them. It was like 44 to nothing. So it, it's an interesting line because it's enough points where you go, well, maybe South Florida comes out. It's at Raymond James. You know, it's going to be hot. Florida doesn't care. You know, what they got. Doesn't Florida have Alabama two weeks or a week yeah. next week, the 18th or something like that? So, hey, maybe they're looking ahead. I don't know. I'm taking South Florida. Screw the Gators. <laughs> All right. Moving on to one of my favorite games of the week, and I know this is one of yours as well. Uh, Air Force at Navy. Air Force favored by six and a half. Where are you like? Who are you liking that one, Zach? Mm. Uh, I don't know much about these programs this year, but historically the midshipmen have always let me down on the football field. So, uh, I mean, Air Force seems to – I mean, they're off to a good start. I'm going to go Falcons here. Give me Air Force. I think Air Force wins the game. I think it's a little bit closer than six and a half. I think Navy covers. Yeah, so I am taking Air Force as well. I think they're going to cover – Navy has seemed down the last couple years, and I think that's pretty normal for the service academies. I think in all honesty, Navy has bucked that trend for a long time. Um, by getting kids in. I think they're, they're more um, cyclical just because they have to develop their talent. You know, you're getting kids that 
you've got to get them in the system. They obviously run the option. Um, but I'm going to take Air Force in this one. I, I like them to cover that number. Navy did not look great in their opener last week. So I am, uh, I'm going Falcons as well. All right. Moving on to one of the most intriguing games of the day, if not the most intriguing game of the day. Iowa traveling to Iowa State. Iowa State favored by four and a half at home. Who do you like there, Zach? Oh, this just looking at this, this feels like it could be an instant classic. I've got a couple of top 15 teams here. Um, I like Iowa. I don't, I mean, not only do I think they cover, I think they win the game. I am with you. I was not impressed with with Iowa State last week. Uh, I thought they looked very lethargic. And I love Matt Campbell. I think he's just a great coach, but I was not impressed with them. And Iowa's defense looked just lights out. I think Iowa goes in and picks up the W. You're all on the Hawkeyes. <laughs> all right. Battle for the Cyhawk Trophy. I think one of the cooler names for rivalry trophies all throughout college football. I think it's a fantastic um, reward to take home for winning your rivalry game. Obviously, a ton of heat on Iowa State coming into this year. They had a big year last year. Looks like they're building something there. A um, lot of returning players on offense. A lot of expectations there in Ames. Um, I am going to take Iowa State. I think they come out and are on fire and ready to roll. Uh, so, yeah, I think they cover that number and, and beat the Hawkeyes. But I agree with both of you. I think it's going to be a fantastic football game um, and one of the ones I really want to sit down and watch on Saturday. All right. Moving on to under the lights in Miami, App State, who dump trucked ECU, and Miami, who got dump trucked by Alabama. Miami favored by eight and a half. Who you like there? Uh, I mean, so the eight and a half scares me, but I think Derek King is – he's not worthy of the – the Heisman hype he got in the offseason, but I do think he is a very talented quarterback and he's better than he played last week. Uh, I'm, 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 they're going to be fired up. Miami's going to be fired up. Give me the U. I think they handle them pretty well. I am not a fan of this game at all. <laughs> I knew and it. And <laughs> I hate the fact that you put it on this list. I knew it. That's why This I is it. the one that I have literally – I've switched seven times, probably gone back and forth. I'm going to go with where I started. That's usually what I go with with these. I'm with my gut. I have App State covering. I don't think they win. I, I had them covering to start off with, and that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, it could go either way. If App State keeps the, can keep this close through three quarters, I, I think they got a shot. But Miami's too talented not to win this game. But I, eight and a half is a lot. I, I think that App State can keep it close long enough to cover. I specifically picked this game because I knew it was going to put your brain in a pretzel. And I'm so happy that that was how you explained your pick. Gosh, that just made my day. Um, Appreciate it. I am absolutely taking app state. I love it that they are doing well. Um, you know, it gives me some pause because I think Derek King is, you know, a transformative player, but to your point, we talked a little bit about this, the tailgate on Saturday, he's coming off a, a pretty big injury, right? So like, it takes some time to get yourself healthy, to get yourself right. I didn't think the burst looked like I thought it would when they played Alabama. Now, granted, a lot of that has to do with Alabama. They make everybody look, I feel like, pedestrian. But um, I don't know. I just I feel like that's a fun number, and uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Mountaineers. All right. And let's see here. We going to Arkansas. Texas coming to town. Texas favored by – Six and a half going to Arkansas. Night kick. Who you like there? 
Oh, I hate to do it to our old pal Sam Pittman, but <laughs> I see Sean Robinson runs all up and down that field. Um, I like Texas a lot, actually, in this game. I didn't watch much Arkansas, but I did watch the Texas game, and they looked – I mean, they did look solid against a top 25 team, which I guess is – we're not used to seeing them there, Lafayette or Louisiana or Lafayette, whichever one it was. But Texas looked good. Bijan Robinson is a very good running back. Texas wins. I'm with Texas on this one, and – Arkansas looked really bad last week through three and a half quarters against Rice, and it just took them a while to get going. I mean, they did end up, you know, winning by I think three scores when all was said and done, but still, it's Rice. I mean, that's a game that shouldn't even be close after one quarter. So I, I'm going with Texas in this one. This is my brain in the pretzel game. If the last one was for you, boss, this is the one for me. I saw this line. First off, just loved seeing it. It was very – a lot of Southwest Conference vibes there, so I love that. Um, part of the reason I want to have it on the list. The other reason is we are big, big fans and advocates of Coach Pittman on the show. So, um, I don't know. This one's tough mainly for me because of how Arkansas played last week. I thought they would take a step this year with how well they played last year for Coach Pittman. And they may still do that. Who knows? Who knows if they were just a little groggy or whatever it may be against Rice. But um, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like this is going to be tighter than folks think. And I like them to cover. Plus, I just – I can't forgive Steve Sarkeesian and Alabama for what they did to Georgia last year in Tuscaloosa. And I put a lot of that on Coach Sark because he called such a magnificent game. So, I can't, I can't pick you, Sark. That's all it is. I, I still got hard feelings. So, Go Pig Suey. Woo! <laughs> All right. Ninth game of the week. We've got Mizzou, Kentucky, favored by five and a half. This, this line surprised me a little bit. I know Kentucky's got some semblance of a passing game, but team to me, that seemed kind of high for them to be favored. Uh, so, Missouri, another team. I mean, since they've joined the SEC, they've never impressed me. Even when they had Drew Locke, just – they never blew me away. Um they just don't feel right there. But Kentucky looks legit this year. Will Levis is a good quarterback. He eats bananas with the skin on it. So, you know, he's a <laughs> – I mean, he even had the sideline reporter do it, and she looked terrified. So, I mean, he's just built different. This man has got a cannon, and I like Kentucky. I think they win. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they win by 10 or more. I am going Mizzou. Um Herschel can attest to this. I love Drinkowitz. I have been, I, I thought that was a A plus hire. I think he's a great coach. And I hate the fact he's in the SEC. So uh um not saying he's gonna turn Mizzou into a perennial contender, but he's gonna parlay that into another job that could cause fits for Georgia down the road. Um, not saying they're gonna win this because Kentucky's just too, I think they're too deep and big in the trenches. But they're going to put up some points, and I think they're going to they're going to they may pull this one off. But I, they're definitely going to put up points on Kentucky, and I'm not I'm not haven't seen enough of Kentucky with a vertical passing game to show that they're going to put up enough points to, to win this, especially by five and a half. I saw a tweet today that said something along the lines of ESPN's FPI 
has Kentucky favored to win nine of their next 11 games. You talk about putting your brain in a pretzel. I was like, wait, wait, wait. We're talking about BBN, the basketball school, is favored in nine of the last 11 football games they're fixing to play. So good on Mark Stoops for for what he's doing there in Lexington because, good Lord, I mean, you're taking a basketball state and and making them think about football for at least a couple months. Um, I don't know, man. I'm with you, Zach. I like Kentucky. I like them at that number. Um, I think it's going to be a great ball game. It's, uh, it's awesome to see a, a conference game on the slate. So that was the main reason I put it on the list. But I'm interested to see what Kentucky does this year. I think if ever there was a year for them to make a little push in the SEC East and finish second behind the dogs, then this is the year just because I think the rest of the East is, is really down, uh, Florida included. And, yeah, I, I think they got a shot. Yeah, and the banana thing. Did y'all see the segment they did on SEC Nation where they all tried it? I thought Laura Rutledge was just going to lose her cookies all over national team. She got, that was not, not good. Not great. <laughs> so, yeah, I, if, he, if he can do that, he can beat an SEC, uh, an SEC defense. Exactly. And the, the main reason we're here, we got a 3.30 kick between the hedges, first home game of the season. UAB coming to Georgia. Georgia favored by 25 and a half today. Who knows what it'll be by by the time by kick, but as of today, when we are picking, Georgia's favored by 25 and a half. And when we pick this, we also pick a final score or how much that we think the dogs are going to win by. Oh, hold on. Let's so do where this. Are you at? Let's do this too, boss. Let's do something different this week. All right. Let's pick oh, the, we're doing something different. Okay. Let's pick the total too. Just because I think it's an interesting number this week. So 40, was it 44 and a half? Let's pick, let's pick the over-under. If they go over-under, we'll do all three. We'll, do the, we'll hit the trifecta. Doing all three. All right. Yeah. Okay. Bo- boss, you, boss, you can go. <laughs> Sorry, Zach, you're under. first. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Goes without saying, Georgia wins the game. They cover. Uh, to me, this, is the, this game here is the JT Daniels find yourself game. What can you do without, again, I don't think I don't think Blaylock's gonna be back this weekend. They say he's close. Um, obviously, Jackson's a little further behind, but what can he do against um, a team that's not Clemson? Can make the plays that we thought he was with what he has to work with until he can get the other guys back in there. But I feel like he he hears all the talk. The offense hears the talk. Um, the defense is definitely gonna walk the walk again. Uh, I do have them giving up their first touchdown, just second half young guys. They're going to give up uh, a touchdown. But I feel like the dogs cover. JT Daniels gets himself back on track. The offense wills. They start turning. Uh, I like 44 to 10, Georgia. I like it. So that's, an, that, that's, an over, that's an over call there. I love that. We love to bet overs. That's, I'm here for that. All right. I obviously have the dogs covering in this one. I – Actually, like the under, I have um, I have it thirty five <laughs> to three as my score. No touchdowns for UAB. All right, so that's a good point. All right, I lo- I love the dogs to cover. I think they're going to cover. I agree with you, Zach. I think this is the coming out party, the get right game for JT. I think the offense kind of finds their footing this week and looks a lot smoother. There are going to be some explosive plays. UAB is just not going to be able to handle the outside edge. My boy Arian Smith is getting his first bomb touchdown this week. Just put that in the books. I'm still a little salty. He didn't get it last week. I've been calling that all season long, 
off season long. So that didn't happen. Still a little uh, hurt about that, but I think it happens this weekend. Um, yeah. So I definitely think they covered, but you bring up a good point, boss. I, I'm less curious about what George is going to do on offense and more curious about what George's defense is going to do from a limiting UAB perspective. And I could see a 35-3 game. That's actually I, – I like that score. I'm going to go um, – I'm going to go dogs roll 49-7. to seven. That's, that's the score I'm giving. So I'm taking the over, the cover, and lots of points for the dogs. I think somewhere in there maybe you get a special teams touchdown or a defensive touchdown as well. Um, I just think that defense is flying around. They are so locked in. Um, and I, I think they're going to wreak some havoc and cause UAB to make some mistakes. Uh, I think their quarterback's name is Tyler Johnson the third. Let me just tell you, this ain't this ain't Conference USA, homie. So he's going to be seeing seeing triple come Saturday at three thirty, and he's going to make some mistakes. It's going to be a long, long day for the Blazers. No pressure well, either. There's a. Why don't you, why don't you, boss? Why don't you tell Zach what the totals were last week? Yeah. So week one, we are historically bad at this. Just pointing that out. There. There last week, neither last year, neither one of us broke 500. This jag wagon over here went eight and two this week. That's uh, right. I went up. seven and three. Guest picker, guest picker went uh, six and four. So you got to beat six and four to be in first place. Okay. Six, right. six, six and four, Zach. I just got to tell you, you you're, you're looking for the 10 pounds of red gold coming your way. I mean, it is an epic take home. Let me just tell you, that thing has got some serious weight to it. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's the trophy my, to end all trophies. Got my picks here. I'm going to be following closely, very close. Open I go, open I go ten. And I'll probably go five, but who who knows? It's going to be a great day of football. Most important part: Georgia rolls. Georgia rolls. That's right, brother. Well, look, Zach. Thanks for coming to hang with us, man. We always love having you on. Make sure y'all go and support uh, Zach. And Augusta Golf Collective, you can follow him at Golf Augusta on Instagram. He's got some fire stuff out now. I say this every time we chat with him, but he's got the greatest putter cover in the game, the Yes Sir putter cover. It's my all-time favorite. Uh, you just can't go out on the course and not have that in your golf bag. So make that happen. Um, he's got some great new stuff for the fall. He's got some awesome stuff uh, that is Georgia-themed and colored. So make sure and get on that dog's fans. And plus – He's a damn good dog, folks. So get yourself out there and support his business. Do what you can. Go follow him on Instagram. Um, all right, brother. Well, we're going to be watching you in these collective club finals. We're going to be rooting for you. We're pulling for the commission to take home the victory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a good match. And we appreciate you guys. Thanks for having us on, as always. And we look forward to doing it again. All right, brother. Go dogs. Sick them. Go dogs. Hey, George is better now. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details